Hi, and welcome back to Living Well with Titan Well, a podcast where we talk about um, healthy living on campus and all of the resources and conversations around that to have you thrive with your time here, whether it's two years, four years, or like me, I've been here off and on for about 20 years. Uh, My name is Jennifer Langenwalter. I am one of the health educators. I oversee the topic area of CHOMP, which is cooking healthy and optimal movement. And today my guests are from the ASI Food Pantry. Hi, my name is Bernadette. I am the ASI Food Pantry Coordinator. Hi, my name is Jennifer, and I am the ASI Food Pantry Graduate Assistant. Thank you for having us. We are so excited to have you here today. Uh, Last year, I know we started collaborating together as a team, and I think we had some really awesome events happen and hopefully look forward to more uh, in the future. Today, our conversation is going to be around nutritious eating and thriving as a student, Um, one way I've heard it phrased is um, food justice. So we're going to just have a conversation around that and then talk just in general about our pantry and what we have available and um, just have you hopefully thinking differently about eating healthy. So I know that Bernadette and I attended some conferences this summer and we learned some really interesting things in um, different ways of looking at um, eating healthy and, um, and how it impacts you at school. So with that being said, I will toss it over and um, let you give us your thoughts. Yeah, so when it comes to having access to healthy foods, it's really important because having access to nutritious foods really allows you know communities, individuals, students to be able to fulfill their nutrition needs and it allows them to feel better physically, mentally, and really have the ability to uh, focus on their studies and do well in school. Thank you. Uh, Some of the things that I learned um, through the research and the conferences that I went to this summer is um, eating nutritious foods on a daily basis actually um, improves cognition. It improves both psychosocial health and physical health. Um, And then another thing that we don't think about is food and um, culture. So the foods that you like to eat and the foods that you grew up eating are part of your identity. And when we don't have access, when we move away to college and we're eating, you know, at the gastronome or, you know, picking up whatever's, you know, at the TSU, um, we're not thinking about the fact that they might not have the cultural foods and the recipes that we grew up eating. And it really um, is important to have that part of your identity acknowledged at a university. And it Um, is just part of you and it creates a better sense of belonging. And when we feel like we belong, especially if we're a first generation student or we're a transfer student, um, you're going to have an increased chance of um, being successful and having a good quality of life on campus. Um, There's proof that also um, when you feel like you belong, there's increased um, retention and graduation rates. So food is just, it's so much more than food. And that's kind of the conversation I want to talk about today and talk about why we have all these different resources on campus for you to access. Um, Does anybody have any thoughts on that? You know, I think you bring up a really good point that having access to cultural foods is really important because it really helps meet the diverse tastes and needs of our students. And it provides a sense of comfort, of familiarity. It provides the opportunity for our students to be able to bond with others, right, from their uh, similar backgrounds, from their similar experiences. So 
food can be so much more than just like the food that you intake, right? It can be an experience. It can be a memory. And so being able to provide that access to those cultural foods that meet our students' needs is really, really important. No, definitely. Yeah, I think I can go ahead and add on to that. It also allows the students to feel like they belong on campus. And I feel like when the campus is able to offer diverse foods, diverse meals, it allows students to be able to feel at home or be able to, even if they're far away from home, feel a little closer to memories or experiences they had growing up. So I think we all bring up a really important point. Thank you. Another thing I wanted to just talk about what's common among college students is just skipping meals altogether. And this can happen for a lot of reasons. It can happen because you're commuting. It can happen because you're busy. It can be happening because you stayed up too late studying and you have to rush to get to class. Um, and it really has a lot of adverse side effects that you don't think about. Um, it can cause you to have poor sleep. Um, it, you can be fatigued. You actually will have like short-term memory issues and cognition issues. Um, you're not focusing in class because your stomach is growling and you're just thinking about getting out and getting to whatever fast thing you yeah. can grab. And then maybe you're not even actually thinking about the choice of food that you're going to take because you're so hungry. Um, does anyone have any thoughts on that if you've ever tried to go to class without eating? Well, I remember when I was an undergrad, you know, there were very many times where um, my breakfast was just a coffee and, you know, maybe like a muffin or something. And I had that because it was the only thing I could access, you know, really early in the morning um, or, you know, it was something that was just really quick. Um, and I didn't have, you know, the, the opportunity or the chance to, you know, have like a full breakfast and I remember that um, you know when I would attend class um, it really you know with with the caffeine and everything it um, really uh, made me pay attention for a short amount of time right it wasn't sustainable throughout the class and so looking back you know um, having that type of meal uh, instead of a you know, a healthy, balanced meal kind of impacted my ability to really focus in class and, and do well in my in my courses. So the nutritionist in me is going to jump out right now. So that's a perfect example. So the coffee has the caffeine, maybe a little bit of sugar. Well, for me, a lot of sugar <laughs> or those sweetened creamers. I love those. Um, and then you had the muffin, which is kind of a, a starchy carb. Um, so you're going to feel great while you're driving to school, eating the buffet, and then you get into class. And so your blood sugar is spiking and then it's going to plummet. So like you said, you, it wouldn't take you all the way through class. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of students that come into me for um, nutrition counseling and I'll ask them, you know, what, what, what brought you here? And it's like, I'm, I don't have any energy and I, I just don't feel good. And then the first thing we kind of look at is I say, well, tell me about a typical day and, how, you know, your eating pattern. And a lot of students are not eating on campus. You know, they're doing exactly what you said. They're shoving something down on the way to class, not eating all day and then eating a huge meal, maybe at 10 o'clock at night. And so I always talk, talk to them about just spreading out your food. It doesn't matter. Don't look at calories. Don't look at um, what you're eating. Just look at the time of day you're eating and whether you were full after you ate it. And so I'll have them do that for a week or two and then they'll come back and I'll say, well, how did class go this week? And it's like the light bulb. It's like, oh my gosh, I felt so much better that I was happy. You know? 
So you bring up such a good point. Yeah, and like what you mentioned really allows me to reflect on also undergrad. I remember that I was just so stressed on like my classes, studying for my exam that I just completely didn't even prioritize my meals. So reflecting back on what you said that I was just feeling like down, I wasn't motivated, I was so stressed out. And once I actually started realizing that I was losing weight, that like, okay, if I'm not able to maintain my mental health, my physical health, I'm not able to thrive in my academic study. So that's when I actually started to change and although it was a little bit I started like making a protein shake or just eating something small in the morning that really allowed me to get like sustainable energy and a meal that can help me throughout the rest of my day so you noticed a difference like physically mentally definitely um that actually comes to mind a study that I just read about um so psychosocial health GPA and um and eating and when we don't have access to the healthy, nutritious foods, we like over skipping meals, it can impact your psychosocial health, mm-hmm. which can be um, depression, anxiety, yeah. um, other types of things like that. And then that triangle ends up affecting your GPA. And then your GPA being lower goes back up and affects your anxiety. Right. And then maybe even if you have food in front of you, then you're not going to eat it. So it's a really vicious cycle. And just being aware of the connections, um, I think, is really important for students. Um, okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about um, just uh, a lot of the CSUs. They did a uh, basic needs study. I believe it started in 2015, um, and they surveyed all of the 23 campuses, and they um, found out that about 40% of students in the CSU system um, sometimes have trouble accessing food. Um, it's commonly known as food insecurity, but um, in the health and nutrition industry, we don't like to usually have negative Um, negative terms and things like that. But food insecurity is the lack of um, healthy foods or the lack of food altogether. So they found that like 42% of students in the CSU system, and this is pre-pandemic, I cannot stress enough, this is pre-pandemic, just weren't having access to the right kinds of foods or food at all. And it's about three times the U.S. average. So the U.S. um, as a whole, Food insecurity sometimes runs around 10 to 15 percent. And here our students are closer to 40. So they realize that it's a real problem. And um, one of the things and one of the reasons I like to talk about this is, um, you know, there's some cliches out there. um, There's some um, normalizing of college students, you know, eating Cheetos and and pizza or whatever. Um, But we really want to talk about that. It is a human right to have the access to these foods. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what the solution was. So um, I think it's every single campus might have a food pantry by now. But at the time of the study, there were maybe three or four. And so that was the first kind of easy solution um, to ease everybody into it. Um, And um, have you you have that pantry meeting that you go to? Do you know how many people attend that? Yes, yeah, so um, the basic needs, CSU basic needs meets uh, monthly, and we have an annual conference where all 23 CSU campuses get together to talk about, you know, um, needs on campus, our programming, creative solutions, and we all really get to learn from each other. So at this point, you're right, Jennifer, there are every single CSU has a food pantry on campus. That's exciting. Um, and I think what I love is just learning with the kinds of foods that were available in 2019 compared to the foods that we're trying to bring in and the partners that we're trying to bring in now. Um, It's so exciting because there's a lot more 
to it than I think students might realize. Um, and another thing that, that a lot of research is showing is that the perceptions and the stigma about um, receiving food on campus, um, I wanted to address that a little bit. Um, one of the studies I read, uh, there was a student, um, they, they did an outreach and someone went in and he got a bag of food and he came out and later on he was in a focus group that they had and he was like, felt guilty saying, oh, you know, I'm not really in need. I really should, probably shouldn't have taken this food. Maybe it should have gone to someone who needs it more. And that brings me back to, you know, just talking about that everybody deserves healthy food and every time of the day and no one should ever think that the pantry is for a certain type of person or a certain type of population. It's for everybody. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later about our pantry specifically and all of our hours and things. But have you run into students that have perception or stigma issues on campus? Yeah. So there, you know, there's sometimes, like you mentioned, there might be some students who feel that maybe they don't have as big of a need as others. Uh, or, you know, there might be the perception that a student needs to be self-sufficient or self-reliant. Uh, but the reality is, is that there are a lot of resources available uh, on campus. There's resources available off campus as well. And so, you know, as long as there's a need, even if it's a small need, even if it's just, you know, you only need one milk of ga uh, one gallon of milk, or, you know, you need a variety of groceries, uh, resources like the food pantry can provide you with um, those types of food items to help you, you know, throughout your week, throughout your semester, to really be able to focus on your studies. And I love the idea that they can come by and just get like if they don't have like they got out of the house late and they just didn't have breakfast, they don't have anything planned for lunch, they might not get paid till next Friday, that they can actually make an appointment and come in and, and get something to eat that day. You know, you have foods that are readily accessible that, that they can eat that day, even if you're not thinking long term like groceries and cooking. So I think that's a great um, resource. Uh, let's see. So thinking about um, student awareness. So that was another thing that I read about is a lot. Now that we have all the pantries on campus, students sometimes aren't even aware. And especially on a campus like ours with 40,000 students, um, all of the programming that I did in the past couple of years, um, when we talked about the pantry, they didn't even know it existed. Um, and I, and that's, um, something that's going across um, all campuses is not knowing existed. And then the other thing is with faculty, not knowing it's there or not knowing the kind of students um, that could benefit from it. And we just want to normalize the conversation that we can all benefit from it. Um, but thinking about that, um, have you noticed an increase in students coming in? Um, do you notice more students being aware? Um, how do you feel like our awareness on campuses? Well, the ASI Food Pantry is relatively new. We opened two years ago. And since then, you know, we uh, there wasn't much awareness at the beginning, right? It was it was brand new. But with every semester through word of mouth, through more outreach that we've done, more students have uh, become knowledgeable about the resource. Uh, we've been collaborating with different departments on campus. For example, uh, we've collaborated with the orientation department. So at freshman orientation, transfer orientation, they're sharing information about the ASI food pantry. We've collaborated with other departments like the Basic Needs Center, uh, with Titan Well, right, where um, 
tabling at different health and wellness fairs, Discover Fest, um, you know, other place, uh, other events happening on campus throughout the year to get the word out. And, you know, as we move forward uh, with the food pantry, we want to be able to collaborate with faculty, you know, so that they can share uh, information about the food pantry on their syllabi within their classes um, and really help us together, you know, as a campus to create awareness and share that information for whoever may you know need to access it. Jennifer, as a student, um, how, would you like to see it on a syllabus or like how do you think how do you think we can get to students that don't know with a campus this large? Definitely, I think well, that's one step that we can take to partner with our professors, with our staff and faculty to have that information for the students that do look at the syllabi. However, I also think it's really important for our faculty and our staff and all the professors, teachers to all really know about this resource because sometimes you get really close and you create like a real connection with your professors, with your staff, with your peers. And when you do need help, it is great for them to know that hey, they can really rely you and reference you to this resource. So I think whether it be the first day of school or them reminding them like, hey, this is this is a resource on campus that is available. It's really important. So I really think that like faculty and staff being incorporated in our outreach is super important and vital and also allows the students to be seen. Like if your professor is telling you like you are entitled or you should go get some food, like it's completely free. All you need to do is make an appointment. Like I would feel a lot more safer, a lot more comfortable just going with my peers at the end of class and getting food just because we want some cup of noodles and we can warm it up in the microwave like all that is really fighting the stigma all that is really allowing our students to feel comfortable and safe to access these resources so I really think it's a great idea and we're working towards that as a university that's exciting uh you said student orientation so are you going to be tabling there tell me a little bit about that Student orientation, they have uh, created a video where they highlight all of the resources on campus. So um, they were able to come to the pantry and uh, really showcase, uh, you know, everything that's in our refrigerators, our freezers and our shelves. And so um, within that video, you know, everyone is kind of has that experience of going through the pantry, seeing what the process is like. Um, and then that way, you know, um, later on, once they do start school, uh, they can remember, you know, everything that they learned about the pantry within the video. So it's been really successful. Uh, last year was the first um, summer that uh, we were part of that resource video. And we definitely saw an increase of students um, that following fall semester. That's awesome. I know we did a reel together. Um, we have a mascot over at Chomp. It's an egg, Benny, Benny the Benedict. <laughs> um, and we did a reel featuring Benny learning how to use the pantry. And that was one of our most popular reels um, last year. Um, so let's get into our pantry. So tell us, tell me a little bit about um, our, how our food is sourced. Um, just wh wherever you want to lead in. I have a bunch of questions, but uh, let's start off with what you think is important for them to know. Yeah, so with um, with our ASI Food Pantry, our strongest partnership is with Second Harvest of Orange County, uh, Second Harvest Food Bank of Orange County. And with uh, through their partnership, they're able to provide us with a delivery of you know pallets of food. Um, they've also connected us to local grocery stores. Uh, so we're able to pick up food um, from nearby stores. Uh, we've also developed a 
collaboration with the Cal State Fullerton Arboretum. And so they provide us with organic produce. And uh, we've also developed some other um, collaborations with local nonprofits, such as Brecken's Kitchen, who provide us frozen meals and soups. That is a lot more than I thought we had. <laughs> I know when I was in there the one day, um, I think it was maybe later in the week and a lot of stuff was off of the shelves. But, oh, my gosh, that I'm hungry now. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, we're really working um, really hard to continue to create more partnerships so that we have food throughout the week. And so, um, you know, we are doing pickups every day now, you know, we're restocking our shelves every day. And, and we really are, um, you know, working to have a variety of food uh, throughout the week for all of our students. And I think we're getting a larger space. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, we're really excited about the new space. It will be double the size. And so this will allow us to be able to serve more students. It'll give us the capacity to receive and store more food. And um, it really uh, will provide the opportunity for us to be doing behind the scenes work um, and not compromise uh, hours uh, that the pantry is open. So um at some point this fall semester, the new space will be open and we'll be uh, announcing when we, when we move over to that space. So um, at the beginning of the semester, will we go to the old space? As of right now, yes. Okay. Yes, we'll continue operations there. Um, which actually brings me up to, I kind of want to know, like, who's eligible? How do they go about, you know, going? Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about the process. Like, I imagine I'm an incoming freshman and I just heard about it from my professor on their syllabus <laughs> and I, I want to I don't know what to do yeah so I can go ahead and touch bases on that so students can head over to the ASI uh, Cal State Fullerton website at asi.fullerton.edu and then they can go under the food pantry header and once you're in the header you can go ahead and click on the pantry soft hyperlink after that you can either log into your account or you can go ahead and create one if it's your first time and once you create one uh, you can go ahead and set up an appointment we have a wide variety of appointment slots and you can go ahead and um, pick the time that best works for your schedule and then once you go ahead and create your appointment you can go ahead and walk over to the pantry and give the student staff your campus-wide ID and we go on from there. Yeah, so it's um, fairly easy. Once you get your account going, it's basically on a weekly basis if that's what you need it for. Whenever you truly just want to get food, you can go ahead and log in and make your appointment and start getting your food. It's completely free, and we definitely recommend this resource. So just out of curiosity, how many appointments do you offer a week? Is there, like, how many people can be shopping at a time? Yeah, so... We have four appointment slots for every 15 minutes of our hours of operation and students can come in and get their food. So for every 15 minutes, we see four students. So uh, we see roughly 600 to 700 students a week. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Good yeah. job. <laughs> um, wow, that's a lot more than I had imagined. Yeah, that, and we that. hope that these numbers just continue growing. We really want to continue uh, spreading outreach, spreading the word, and hopefully eventually um, once we have the new space, these numbers and hours of operation will allow us to help more students because we really want to and ensure that our students are having nutritious meals and access to food. Um, I have a question. So I had a student that I was working with that I referred. He didn't know the pantry was there. Um, and, but he was worried about if he wanted to pick up eggs or milk or, or something fresh or frozen. What if he doesn't have anywhere to store it? Um, 
on campus or like how late, how early or how later you open or how, what, what do students do about that kind of thing? You know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, as of right now, you know, um, we have, um, we had been open starting like at 11 or um, 10 a.m. Um, and closing at 7 p.m. But as we move forward with the new semester, um, we are going to be staying open a little bit later. So we'll stay open until 8 p.m. Um, and with the new space, uh, we will be able to have longer hours. And so um, we're looking at 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, on most weekdays. So um, that way a student can make an appointment for, you know, a time that works best for them, you know, right after their classes or they like to come, you know, first thing in the morning before they start their day, um, you know, and take their groceries, um, you know, to their apartment or to their dorm. Um, they have the, the opportunity to do that. That sounds like a great solution. Um, and now just want to get a little bit into the fun stuff. So what are this like, what kind of foods like actual, like, what do you have and what are some of the student favorites? Um, yeah, let so me let me know. We have a lot of variety of foods. Some of the food that we have available at the pantry are milk. We have eggs. We have different sources of proteins. We have a lot of canned goods, and this just allows students to come in and truly just pick out what works best for their dietary needs and for their nutritional goals. So uh, we are donation based, and we just try to, as a program, we try to offer a diverse amount of foods to really ensure that students can pick out whatever works out for them i know when i was in there i noticed that you did have some i believe it was um i think you had some like allergen type stuff i thought i saw some gluten-free stuff um do you have products like that so uh, we have um, received more uh, items that are gluten-free. We make sure that everything in uh, the pantry has a nutrition label so that you are aware of the ingredients in case you do, you know, have an allergy. Um, and that way you can be fully informed, you know, when you take that food item, you know exactly uh, what it is, what it contains. And then that way, um, you know, we, you can, we can best meet your, your, you know, your nutrition needs. That's excellent. And I was really also surprised, like, um, I don't know, the dried beans and the different pastas, because I kind of assumed when I went in there, it would be like four or five, you know, giant rafters of top ramen <laughs> or, or a cup of noodles. I don't know what it's called nowadays. Um, but I couldn't believe it. Like, and we did a pop-up pantry with y'all last year, and I was able to take the ingredients that they had and make two different dishes. I made a turkey chili and I don't remember the other thing I made, but it was another meal-based item. Mm -hmm. um, you can use, like, the canned chicken if you don't have time to, if you don't, if the fresh meats or the fresh eggs or things like that. Um, there's a lot of things you can make that are vegetarian. Um, so there's um, a lot more in there than I think um, people would think. Uh, what if someone needs to go um, before we are able to expand and expand the hours? Is there anywhere locally that students can go to um, find these kind of resources off campus? Um, yes. So uh, the staff in our in our pantry really reference and emphasize a lot of resources that students can access outside of campus or outside in the community. One of them is being the 
211. Students can dial 211 and they can be connected to local food banks, local housing, transportation, mental health resources. We also refer them to the basic needs if they need access. And also, it, I think it's important for us to that we started in, in doing since the beginning of our opening is that we really try to emphasize that like whether we're not open, we're able to provide you the resources to get food when you need it. So providing this 211 allows students that when we aren't open, that they can still have someone to call. We don't want to just go ahead and leave our students like empty-handed. We provide them with pamphlets. We provide them with resources. Bernadette, I don't know if you want to touch a little bit more on that. Yeah, I think one of the other things too that um, we really collaboratively do with um, Basic Needs Center is sharing information about CalFresh. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, um, their CalFresh outreach team will come to the pantry to share more information about what is CalFresh, who is eligible, how to apply. And they have workshops um, that, you know, guide you through the application process and they have pop-ups where, you know, they... Um, they bring in, um, you know, folks from the county to help with these applications. And so um, I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, maybe a lot of students don't know that CalFresh is a program that is available. And so, um, you know, really connecting them to that information, um, I think is really imperative because if you um, have access to CalFresh, you know, you can use those funds to, um, you know, to purchase the foods that, that you'd like and that you need. And, you know, ingredients from the pantry can help supplement that. Exactly. So you can get some of the things maybe that are missing from a recipe with your EBT card. Mm -hmm. I have several students that I have worked with over the last few semesters that didn't know they would qualify and went to one of those signups and qualified. And they're like, oh, my gosh, now I can actually get the cut up watermelon, you know, something that is nutritious that you want to eat but then when you you know don't have the cash it's like oh, well I'm not going to get that you know I'll just right. just stick with you know whatever I can get for you a dollar two dollars and um it's so exciting because then they're expanding their palates and they're they're trying new things mm-hmm. um one other thing that um, a lot of my students wondered was recipes and cooking and I know at the pop-up pantry we did display some cooking Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the things we want to do um, this year as far as letting you know what we have and how to make it taste good and yeah so I with this um, upcoming school year you know um, last year we got a lot of feedback um, about additional programming that our visitors would like to see and one of those was having more collaborations with you with Titanwell uh, to do food and cooking demos you know how to prepare food um, food safety uh, and then there was also special requests um, you know our visitors would like to see more recipes that are tailored to specific um, you know diets or health conditions so a diabetes friendly recipe, a, uh, you know, a high uh, blood pressure, you know, friendly recipe, things like that. And also recipes that um, are, uh, you know, different cultures, different uh, culturally preferred, uh, preferred foods. Um, And so we're really excited to be able to work with you this year, so that we can bring those to life. um, And we can share all of those recipes, we can, you know, share, uh, we can have our visitors come in person to the demos, or maybe see them online as well. Um, And so I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of room for us to to do all of this work. I I think that's the best because I know a lot of students that come to school maybe have never cooked on their own. Um, Either they just never learned or it was just easier in a big family. You just the mom just cooks everything and, you know, you just 
you eat what's there. And so it's so exciting to be able to teach them how to do a recipe from A to Z. Um, and I'm interested, um, you can go on our Titanwell Instagram. And also, do you have an Instagram? Um, yeah, well, you guys can go ahead and reference our ASI Instagram and at ASI CSUF, and then you can find more information there. We're partnered through ASI, so we as a whole, as a whole team share information about the resources we offer. And also, too, like for us, for Titanwell, since I am going to assist them with the cooking demos, if there are family recipes or food styles or something that maybe you didn't see last year or if you go into the pantry this year and you just want to see something, um, DM us on Instagram and we'll see what we can do to um, to help you out with that. We want to be able to just open it up to everyone and every yeah. every kind of food. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's all of the questions that I have, but um, tell me if there's any other thoughts or anything else that you would like the students to know. Um, I think something I like to touch base on is that as long as you're enrolled part-time, full-time, as long as you're a Cal State Fullerton enrolled student, you have access to this resource. And I think that's something really important, that you you have access to this resource. You can come and make your appointment and get your free food, whether it be one item, whether it be a snack before class or after class. Uh, we really would like to see you at the pantry. Our staff has been trained to really promote a safe environment and be able to reduce the stigma overall. Yeah, I think, you know, as we continue to grow, um, you know, we are really moving forward with, you know, creating more awareness about this resource. And um, with the expansion, we're really excited to be able to serve more students and, you know, do more collaborations with every uh, with other, you know, departments here on campus um, and continue to, you know, just uh, really help our students meet their nutrition needs. I love the idea that you're going to look at the diabetes-friendly foods, mm -hmm. um, the DASH diet, things like that, um, because I think that at age, you know, at, when you come into a school, actually no matter what age you are, you're not really thinking about when you're 50, 60, 70 down the line, mm -hmm. and all these things that we're teaching them now, they can take with them when they graduate. Mm -hmm. So not only walking away with a degree, they're walking away with knowledge about how food can impact their health long-term and short-term. So I love all of that. Um, I'm so happy that you could be here with me today. And just to kind of summarize um, some of the things we talked about, you know, based on the conferences and research that we've been going to, we just want you to think about this food that we're offering as um, you're right. You know, you deserve to be in class and not have your stomach growling. And it doesn't matter what, for why that reason is, whether it was being busy, be, running late, um, you know, just not having the food available. Um, we have it for you and we want you to use it because when you eat and don't skip meals, you're going to, you're going to enjoy class mm -hmm. more. Like Jennifer was pointing out, you're going to pay more attention. You're going to feel good after you might even have energy to go for a walk in between classes. <laughs> um, the gym at the recreation center. <laughs> yeah. The SRC, yeah. we had them on, um, uh, a few weeks ago and uh, there's a lot that they're trying to do too to yeah. like just let you know we have all these things for you you're paying for them in your tuition mm -hmm. so please please come and take advantage um, and I love love the fact that we're gonna be doing the recipes and yeah. um, doing you know the videos and doing the live demos I think that will just teach people it's not that scary to cook, <laughs> even if you don't know how and it can be enjoyable too you know I think um, learning, you know, little tips and tricks yeah. on how to, you know, 
slice certain vegetables or you know certain fruits or meats and things um can be a a really good skill set or um you know we we can provide students with that toolkit right so that um they're really making something that's enjoyable that they that they really like and they just have like a good experience right when they're cooking their food you just made me think of something too like making vegetables enjoyable yeah that is a goal (laughs) that's my mission as a mother that is my mission as a health educator um there's so many ways that we can improve um, our fruit and vegetable intake and the pantry right now is going to be one of them mm-hmm. it's a place to go get them it's a place to learn how to use them make mm-hmm. them taste good mm-hmm. um, and i could have a whole nother podcast on the benefit <laughs> of fruits and vegetables and they are very preventative against all forms of chronic disease so yeah. i'm excited to hear you say yeah. that too no yeah and, and we've also uh, received feedback from some of our visitors that like sometimes they just don't know how to prepare you know um squash. some yeah, squash or you know some of the other vegetables that we get in there so um, you know, touching on that, you know, when we do these uh, food demos and demonstrations, um, it, it would be really nice because um, we'll be able to provide, like you mentioned, different ways, right? Different uh ways to prepare uh, these types of vegetables that maybe we're not too familiar with or we just don't know how to cook, right? Well, yeah, you walk up and look at a spaghetti squash and you're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and how am I supposed to eat that? Okay. But once you learn how to cook them, oh, they're delicious. Yeah. So we'll have to put that in one of our reels. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, any final thoughts? Um, I would just like to stress, like, for everyone hearing this, like, you're not alone. And for all the students, we conducted a survey and – and through the assessment findings, a lot of the students that are mothers, a lot of students that are um, care providers for other other people, for your parents, for children, in general, for yourself, a lot of people have been having a positive impact. And a lot of people have been saying that they really appreciate this resource. So please take advantage of it. That's why we're here. That's why we want to continue spreading the word. And please, if you're in class or if you know anyone or yourself, we, we love to see you at the pantry. No questions asked. And this is for you. And, and this was a essentially to help students and to fight the stigma. So please, please, we can't stress it enough to really take advantage of it. You're entitled to it. This is your human right. And we'll love to see you. And we will make sure that you know how to eat it all (laughs) and cook it all. (laughs) Yay. Um, So I appreciate my guests from the ASI Pantry, Bernadette and Jennifer. Um, And remember to follow us at CSUF Titan Well. And then at the pantry, you want to repeat your Instagram? Yeah, so our Instagram is ASICSUF. Follow us on Instagram and please stay in touch. And if you guys have any questions, uh, you can go ahead and also head over to the website at uh, asi.fullerton.edu slash services slash. This episode was produced by Tynewell Health Promotion Services. Living Well with Tynewell is a product of CSUF's Titan Radio.